What's up, Michigan? Welcome back to the State Champs Poolside Podcast. I'm Lauren Plant, always joined by David Julkevsky, girls swimming head coach at Bloomfield Hills High School. He's also the web developer, guy who sends in top times for Swim Cloud for the Michigan Interscholastic Swim Coaches Association. Uh, we are recording on a Saturday morning today. Uh, David plays dad on the weekend, and there are places to be and places to see. So I always appreciate the time you make for the show. How are you? I'm doing great, thank you. Coming off a great league meet last night and getting ready to get my two in the pool here in a couple hours, so. Got it, okay. The other gentleman on your screen is another who I'm sure has much more important things to do with his time, but we too appreciate the opportunity to talk high school swimming with him. He's a girls and the boys swim coach at North Farmington High School, Mike Harfoot. Thanks for being here, sir. Well, thanks for having me. I'm glad to talk swimming anytime. All right, fantastic. Okay, on the show today, we're mainly going to be talking about the results of the recent OAA League Meet, something both of these men are fresh off experiencing. That is ahead. But first, I want to let you know that Poolside is presented by Lawrence Technological University. Hey, Lawrence Tech wants you to recruit yourself. Just go to ltuathletics.com, click on the Recruit Yourself link. Academic and athletic scholarships are available in over two dozen varsity sports. Poolside also brought to you by the Michigan High School Athletic Association, promoting the value and values of educational athletics, and by the physical therapy and sports medicine pros with the Detroit Medical Center. Our Game Changers segments are back. Check our YouTube playlist by searching State Champs TV or just go to our website, statechampsnetwork.com. It's great insight on training tips and more. And if you need immediate care, I urge you, just go to dmc.org slash Game Changers for immediate access to that care. Now, before we get into the OAA results, Coach Harfoot, um, just so people can uh, get to know you a little bit, uh, talk about you know, a few things like your introduction to competitive swimming, whether that was a kid or high school or adult, maybe your background in the sport and how you got into coaching. Uh, sure. Yeah, I swam high school at Wald Lake Western. So I was in the state of Michigan my whole <laughs> swimming career. Uh, okay. Went up to Central Michigan University, actually running track as a freshman. Um, and then I had an injury to my knee, had to stop doing that and uh, wanted to stay in athletics. And Central Michigan did not have a varsity swim program at the time, unfortunately, uh, but they did have a swim club. Uh, I joined the swim club and swam up there for my final four years at Central Michigan. Um, and then during my student teaching at West Bloomfield High School, um, was uh, able to coach with Bob Crosby, uh, one of the lifetime <laughs> coaches in the state. He's a great coach. Uh, got me into the sport and introduced me to the coach over at uh, North Farmington High School um, during my student teaching. And I've been coaching there ever since the last 25 years. Wow. It's quite a legacy. So, yeah. Um, so, so we can we can get into the the crux of, of what we're here uh, to do, and that is to talk about uh, the OAA results. And uh, Dave, why don't you just go ahead and take it away? Talk about each division, and uh, certainly uh, Coach Harfoot, chime in anytime you want on uh, some of the results, since this basically just took place the last couple of days. Yeah, uh, we just finished up last night. Uh, some great performances. Uh, Bloomfield was really excited to host the Red. And uh, yeah, I told the fans and, and the, everybody last night, right before we announced the scores, just how awesome it was to just feel that energy in the building last night. I, I know we keep saying it. And I, I can't wait for the day we don't have to say what has changed since COVID, but to have a packed pool last night. Girls screaming are different than boys screaming, right? And and just the energy in that building. You know, we're we got a big pool, but we're you know a little tight, you know a little tight on the pool deck. 
it was awesome to feel that last night. I, I was getting goosebumps throughout the races just watching it. So that, that was a, a great one for us last night. Uh, top to bottom, we've seen it all year. Seahome dominated. Uh, they were 4-0 in dual meets, and uh, they ran away with it by a little over 100 points. Carl Hodgson was named um, Coach of the Year. Uh, they broke, let's see, they, run, they won all three relays, broke uh, three relay records. Sam Clifford, their 200 freestyler, broke our pool record uh, on her way to an all-league honor. Uh, so they, they were dominant top to bottom. You know, two, three kids swimming top eight in every event. It was, it was impressive. Uh, even their B and C relays, uh, even though you can't take B and C relays to state meet, their B and C relays were qualifying for state meet. So... Hats wow. off to Carl and, and Dan Yoon for doing a wonderful job. Um, but you why know, do you I, think I, that I, is? Yeah. Well, I was just going to say, why do you think that is? This is a surge for Seaholm. Certainly, have seen it on the male side of things for years, uh, yeah. but uh, for the for the girls to to really be um, obviously step it up in some of the most competitive swimming in the state. Yeah, I mean, Bur both Birmingham schools. I mean, Groves and Seaholm. Um, I'd say one, it, it's a testament to Carl. And his longevity. I mean, he's been there. He was there long before I ever got there. Um, he's established just a real strong program. He has expectations and guidelines for his kids, and they buy into it. Um, you know, we were talking last night. A lot of us are seeing a little bit of a dip in participation right now. Carl's numbers are going up, and I think a lot of that has to do with the fact that he's been there so long. The kids know what they're going to get out of it. They know that there's success there. Um, I think a lot has to be said about the fact that they have three middle school pools and their middle school programs are 50, 60 kids deep. Um, and just the, the year round swimming there, there, you know, there's three club teams that are swimming out of Birmingham pools. And even just like your summer club teams, your little backyard neighborhood teams like the NSSL, um, they're loaded up and Carl's coaching out of a Birmingham summer club pool. So there are times where he, you know, he might see a kid from the time they're eight years old all the way till they're 18. Um, Right. So they, they've got everything loaded and locked up there. Uh, and that's that's wonderful for them. I, it, it's admirable and sometimes a little, a little envious and jealous too. So, um, but, uh, you know, the rest of the red though, you know, I Groves did awesome. They had some amazing races. Um, Madison Hemlick, uh, double winner last night in the 50 and the 100, in the 100 backstroke. 50 freestyle was awesome. Uh, she was the second seed behind my girl, Brooke Thompson. And those two, I mean, 50 free, just splash and dash. And it was awesome watching them swim. And she about a half an arm arm length ahead of Brooke to win. Uh, but that young lady did an awesome job as a senior. And uh, they had some real impressive diving. Uh, two of their divers earned all league honors last night, which was great. Um, Adams, you know, a little bit down. Smallest team in the league this year for us. Uh, but real down at performance in the 500, 200 IM, 200 free. They look really good. Um, I don't know, you know, they're they're second on the state rankings right now behind Seaholm. It'll be interesting. They have lost a couple kids to, to club swimming, um, but they looked really, really good. And Kyle Kenyon out of Farmington, you know, right across town rival here with Mike. Um, some real impressive talent up top. Again, a smaller team, but but did just did a wonderful, wonderful job. And uh, I, I can't go without, you know, bragging a little bit about my girls. Uh, we broke uh, two school records, picked up three additional state cuts, and it'll be our biggest state team here in about four years uh, that we've we've had this many kids going. So the red division, we had you know outstanding meet, a lot of fast swims. I know everybody's geared up for state meet. D two state meet's going to be stacked, you know, with with four of those teams coming about out of our league, 
And uh, it was just awesome to host this weekend. And uh, Mike, why don't you take a look at uh, and talk to us a little bit about the white division and, and all the great swims you had tonight or last night. Sure. Uh, the white division has been a lot of fun all season. Uh, really competitive teams. All six teams are really evenly matched. Um, we've had, you know, we had dual meets that were tight every week all season. So it was, it was a lot of fun, good competition. Um, Royal Oak won it last night. Uh, it, was a, it was a tight meet. They uh, pulled it out over Lake Orion. They're kind of back and forth with Lake Orion all night. Um, I think they won by 17 points total. Uh, but then Troy and Stony Creek were right behind them. They tied for third overall for the entire meet. Um, and then Berkeley right behind them. Uh, just a really tight meet. Um, really no dominating team. I mean, uh, Tracy won it with her depth. Uh, Lake Orion's got a couple studs that scored really high during the meet, but they just ran short on a little bit of depth where uh, Royal Oak scored more places than the, all the other teams did. Um, but I think every team had at least one individual event win. Um, no team had more than, see, Lake Orion had four individual event wins, but then everybody else was two or one. Um, it was just a, a, a close competitive meet all the way throughout. Um, I was looking this morning at our practice. We had, um, and we were, you know, really competitive with a lot of the red times, which is is rare. Usually there's a gap there between the red and the white division. Um, but, you know, a lot of the, uh, the top swimmers would have scored well at the red meet. Um, and echoing what you said earlier, Dave, the, uh, the atmosphere of the meet was just awesome to have, you know, parents in the stands. Um, last year, I was actually not able to go to my league meet because my family had COVID. So I was quarantined for our league meet. So I was watching it at home on a live stream. Um, oh, so just to, for me to be at the meet was a, a really, really cool. Um, and really just the, the feeling you get is so much different. I mean, sitting in my living room watching it on my TV was great, but it was, it was, I was bummed just watching it there. So being at the meet was a lot of fun. And I kind of told that to the girls that just being there and watching them swim and compete was awesome. Um, you know, our team, we, we got last place at the meet, but I had 46 out of 48 season best swims um and we were competitive all the way throughout so um even though we were last place we were right there in the meet we had a lot of competitive races um got a couple state cuts uh, it was just fun to watch the, the whole meet go um you know each team had a couple studs and just watching the coaches you know congratulate other swimmers from other teams just the coaching community we have in the oaa um is fun you're not just cheering for your kids you're cheering for everybody else um so it was just, it was really neat to be at a meet that was packed in the stands and just the electricity on deck was, uh, was awesome. It was fun to feel that again. Yeah. You know, we, we saw it this morning too, you know, our girls were getting in, uh, dragging a little bit, getting into practice, but we were looking at your results and I, I think it's the fly, you know, my swimmer finished fourth in the red and I think she would have finished like third or fourth in the, in the white division. Cause you guys, there's some seriously fast swimming down there. Um, I think that bodes well for us, you know, it, it, you, coming out of COVID and, and that type of stuff, kids are training hard. We're starting to see a little more talent across, you know, the whole league, um, you know, eight, nine, 10 teams. So that's fun. I, it was great watching you guys the whole year, your, your whole league, just every meet, you know, and I think you guys are getting stuff up on swim cloud all the time and people are comparing results and, uh, that, that's a, that's a fun meet when everybody has a chance to be in it. I'm sure Troy yeah. and Stoney, fighting it out at the end there they they tied uh so that was that was good too but uh yeah absolutely yeah. A, lot, a lot of great swimming tracy deserves a lot of credit she's you know really built up a good program there you know young coach that's been putting yeah. in a few good years and uh she's seeing some great results yeah two years ago we squeaked by her as a blue division champion she was second and then last year she won the blue uh convincingly and then this year taking the white uh they've their program's really on the rise and they're doing a really nice job
Well, one thing that COVID has, I think, reminded us is just the love of sport, the love of being able to participate. And, uh, you know, maybe that makes it a little bit easier. You know, they're, they're gonna, you know, the great thing about a sport like swimming, very similar to running, is you're not only obviously competing for your team, you want to win, uh, you, you want to do all you can for that. But, you know, you have your, your PRs, your personal bests and things of that nature that, that you can always go for. And that's what continues to drive you and want to get better. And, and ultimately, if you continue to do that on a consistent basis, your team will get better because, you know, your results will show. And, and uh, um, all right, how about a quick uh, summation of the OAA Blue, David? Yeah, so, you know, Blue, you know, Mike, I don't know if you had a chance to take a look at the results. Uh, yeah. Rochester wins by two. And a lot of times you think, that's going to be, oh, coming down to the last relay. Um, they Clarkson won the two free relay, so they pick up a few points there. Rochester closely behind in second. The backstroke was kind of a wash. They both had, you know, a couple swimmers here there. But then Rochester dominates with a one, two, three finish in the 100 breaststroke. Uh, so that, I think at that point, probably put them far enough ahead um, because they, they dominated the four free relay. Clarkson got like fourth or fifth. So... Uh, that I think they're probably was, still behind. What's up? They're probably still behind going into that four free relay because I saw Rochester got first and Clarkson, I think, got fourth. fourth. Um, All so right. I think Rochester was behind going into that four free relay. All right. So that, that, that would have been one of those where maybe they weren't neck and neck to win <laughs> that meet, but your right. coaches are probably behind the blocks at that point saying, safe starts, we've got to win, and Clarkson's got to be – probably fifth, you know, fourth, fifth, whatever it is to win that meet. So that, that would have been fun. Um, that would have been some great energy there. Numbers are down. You know, there's some teams um, that couldn't even field relays down there, but you got coaches working tremendously hard to build that atmosphere back up. Um, and again, a, a young coach up at, uh, at Rochester, Aaron's doing a really nice job two, three years into the making now, and you're starting to see some real good swims out of his kids. So um, yeah, they had, they had some really nice performances down there, and uh, you know we'll we'll sit down here Monday, start doing realignment already for next year. We're not even done with this season, but um, it'll right. be fun to see how how things shuffle out here with with all the great swims this year. And uh, in your notes, Clarkson had four of the top divers. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, totally. For, yeah, uh, Jen Blitz is doing a really nice job up there. Um, she's yeah. you know, you've seen her in a couple different teams, but yeah, she's settled down up there. Uh, her kids are all excited to be in Clarkson schools, and I think she's found a a great place to develop a really good dive program. And yeah, divers look terrific. The year in and year out, I think they always have a couple of good ones. But yeah, this year, four of them. So, All right. Well, something that we're going to get into, uh, we were talking a little bit before the uh, broadcast that, uh, you know, there's a couple of topics that uh, are kind of hot button issues right now, probably have been for a long time. Uh, number one is officiating uh, and the lack of it. Uh, and and kind of where we're at in the sport right now, we're gonna we're gonna do a future podcast here this season. We'll talk about that, and um, you know we'll we'll definitely bring it up in the boys' season as well. And maybe Mike will have you back uh, for that. We can talk a little bit more about uh, the officiating issue, and obviously with the MHSA being a partner with us, uh, they can participate uh, in this forum as well. Uh, the other is, of course, uh, you know you're talking about low numbers. Uh, but also, you know, the, the fact that some of the state's best swimmers, and this is happens in a lot of sports, uh, choose to, to swim club during the fall and they don't participate in high school. Uh, whereas, you know, other sports, 
Um, you know, quite frankly, uh, you know, I'll use another fall sport uh, reference, you know, volleyball. Uh, is a sport where uh, quite often the clubs really do like, and the colleges, the universities really do like uh, their, you know, prospects or girls to participate in the high school experience because it really does uh, bring them, you know, more emotionally closer to the game. They're playing in front of their their school and their fans, um, you know, and and you know, I've been to enough hockey games, let's say, you know, a triple A hockey game where there's three, four people in the stands and you've got some of the best hockey players, uh, high school age in the state playing right there where you go to a high school game, let's say between Northville and Novi, and it's 2000 people, it's standing room only. Uh, and uh, it's an incredible atmosphere and the kids just love that feed off it. And we're seeing in a sport like high school hockey, um, Many, many more are now getting opportunities to play at the next level. They're not sacrificing by playing high school. Coaching is better and all of that. You guys know how great the coaching is at the high school level. Uh, and, um, you know, the reason I'm bringing this up, uh, one of the shout outs I was going to give, and, and I, what, I wasn't aware that she was not a high school participant at all, but Hannah Ballard, who's from Grozeal High School, uh, she's a junior. She is a two-time USA Swimming Scholastic All-American, recently named to the uh, 2021-22 U.S. National Junior Team for her performance in the 800 free and 200 fly this past summer. Um, she is committed to Michigan, and uh, you know it's a really nice article. But um, you know, you know her personal best in the 200 back uh, just a little while ago was a winter U.S. Open cut. So obviously, an outstanding swimmer, not competing at the high school level. How do we change that? I. <laughs> I think as coaches, I think some of us need to put our egos in check. Um, that gets a little tough sometimes. And, and it, for me too, you know, um, yeah, I've got three club teams in Bloomfield Hills. I mean, it's, it's a small town. Um, kids have their options. We've got private school options. We got all that stuff. Um, I try to communicate as much as I can where, where my kids are going, you know, my, my high school athletes and where, where they're swimming off season. I try to make a smooth transition to them. Um, but I, I think we're all very proud of what we do. Um, you know, I think our club coaches putting in, uh, you know, they, they see them for nine or 10 months. So they're, they're seeing them much longer than we are. Uh, so much better training, you know, not, I don't want to say much better training, but uh, a more consistent training pattern. You see the right. kids on a regular basis. So there, there's much more of an investment there financially, time-wise, all that stuff. So um, I respect hundred percent. Yeah. I, I swam club, um, but I also swam high school. Uh, so, yeah, I, I think, Coaches, we need to communicate more. Uh, you know, we we as MISCA, we've we've brought club coaches in the last few years to have that conversation. Um, and I, I think you brought up a great point, Lauren, that, you know, the, the college coaches, um, they want to see these kids competing in front of their schools. Um, they know, you know, for swimming, club swimming, you're, you might only compete maybe once a month or once every couple months, uh, where high school we're swimming once a week or twice a week. And guess what, when you get to college, you know, I, I mean, Michigan, Michigan was down at SMU on a Friday night and they were back at Canham Natatorium the next day swimming against Oakland or somebody. Right. Um, and you need that. You're living, you're living together. You're in close quarters. You're training together. Um, just that school spirit and that fight, I think, is such a valuable thing that high school gives us. So um, I think there's a few things there. I, I yeah, we, we could I think we, we joked earlier. We could probably do two or three yeah. podcasts on this, but I guess that's yeah. mine in a nutshell. Mike, what, what do you think? 
Yeah, I think what you touched on with the ego part is huge. Um, and the communication between coaches is really big. I've got a good relationship with the uh, club coach that swims out of our pool, uh, Rich Bennett. He coaches at Northville High School. He also coaches the Farmington Stingray team. Um, and it's It all comes down to what's in the best interest of the kid. Um, I've had a couple of really strong swimmers come from his program, and we've discussed you know, what is best for that kid, what meets are coming up maybe during the high school season. Um, I had a student a few years ago swimming at Michigan State, Nicholas Shook, um, who is a, a you know a national level swimmer, and um, there was a meet during the high school season, and you know Rich didn't say he has to go to this meet and wanted to pull him out of the high school season. We sat down and discussed what was best for him, what was going to be doing. We sat and made out a workout plan for him, and it's kind of a season plan of what we're going to do going forward. Um, it, just, it takes a little bit of extra work, but I think just building that relationship with the club team and hoping it's reciprocal where the club team wants to work with the high school and kind of what's best for the kid to get both experiences in. I think the club experiences for the kid is great because some of those kids, their best events, we don't swim in high school. The The longer distance events, the 1650, um, the 400 IM, the 200 fly, if that's the kid's bread and butter, um, he's not going to be able to get, or she's not going to be able to get it in the high school experience. So to be able to go to both places and kind of get the best of both worlds, I think it's all it comes down to what's best for the kid. I mean, that's what we're in it for to help out these student athletes, you know, develop as swimmers and as great people um, and to kind of get the best experiences from both worlds. I think it's on both sides, the high school side and the club side to work together um, to get what's best out of these kids. Yeah. And we talk about, you know, the mental health aspect of what uh, I'm so glad that it's more to the forefront now because of the pandemic. This is something I think we're focusing more on. And, uh, you know, my wife would, would tell a story, you know, she grew up downriver. Uh, you know, she had a, a good friend who was a figure skater and literally in high school every day she had to get up, get out of her classroom at noon, you know, every day and go do her thing. Uh, and because she was, you know, um, uh, nationally, you know, trained and national hopeful in terms of figure skating. But I think there was a lot of psychological damage that was done to her. She's, you know, was kind of more of an introverted type of person and having to get up and do that every day, you feel disconnected from the school. So when you talk about school spirit, you guys talk about the atmosphere that you just experienced, you know, um, those, those swimmers, those kids, I think uh, would, would really benefit from feeling that kind of atmosphere, doing it with their friends that they're seeing every day in high school. And, and like you said, um, Mike, I think there is uh, a happy medium that can be found and maybe they don't participate in everything that the, the team is doing every week um, because there are some club commitments or things that maybe they have to focus on for a little bit, but uh, finding a way to, to make them a part of the team, being a part of the season, and, uh, you know, getting an opportunity to, uh, you know, be proud, do something great for your school so that when you're at school, friends or people are coming and be like, oh, that was awesome. I heard, you know, you you won this or whatever for your school. Yeah. That's my Yeah, thing. absolutely. It's, uh, I mean, like last night, the, the Farmington boys swim team was up in the stands with their chest painted and cheering <laughs> and yelling. And, you know, that that's, that's going to go a long way. You know, I know in Bloomfield, we've, you know, with social media and stuff, you know, there's so much more out there and it, they weren't just highlighting races last night. They were highlighting like our seniors who'd put in four years and, you know, that's going to, that's going to be out on, on the Twitter accounts. That's going to be up on the, the screens in the school on Monday. And, and just a, you know, everyday student just walking down the hall, it's like, Oh, that kid's in my class. And then there's some recognition or that's where you start to get some of those athletes too. Like, Oh, my friend swims. Maybe I want to try it too. And then you find those diamonds in the rough and you find kids that, you know, it builds their, 
you know, their confidence and they find a love of a sport. And it, it's, I think there's so many great things on both sides. Um, and yeah, you know, the more we can sit down and, and just be there for the kids and listen to the kids and stop worrying about what we think we know. Cause yeah. at the end of the day, we, we don't know everything. We need each other. So. Absolutely. Yeah. And the kids need their friends. And after a year of being separated, like uh, you know, they saw, I think you need them more than ever. Um, so uh, there's nothing more. And again, uh, encouraging more multi-sport participation is only a good thing. And it also is what colleges, again, uh, in all sports are looking for is, is athletes who uh, participate in, in a variety of sports. Uh, it's been proven and we can go on and on about uh, your, your, your injuries uh, are less. And because you're, you're training different parts of the body, you're mentally um, stronger, all of that stuff. So let's do this uh, as we wrap it up. Uh, first off, uh, Coach uh, Mike uh, Harfoot, if you can, uh, what's your week look like uh, for North Farmington here uh, moving forward? Well, uh, we just obviously just finished league meetup. So we have our state team now ready to go. We've got uh, five girls in the water. Um, we had one girl who was sick for our league meet who was really close to a state cut and backstroke. Uh, so we're going to look for, hopefully she's going to get healthy in the next couple of days and maybe go to a last chance meet with her to give her one last chance of that state cut. Uh, just really preparing for the state meet, kind of tapering down and, and resting up and getting some uh, good swims at our state meet at the OU in two weeks. Okay. David? Yeah. Uh, you know, we had three divers score um, top nine. So they get to move on to regionals this week. So uh, our swimmers were four, four swimmers in the water. Uh, those four swimmers are making up two, both of our relays. And then we've got uh, one young lady with two individual swims and one with one. Uh, pretty diverse group. We got 500 freestyler. We got sprinters. We got medley relay, 400 free relay. So uh, we'll be doing a lot of individual training here this next week. We'll get fired up and head over to Lake Orion Thursday night for our divers. And uh, hopefully we can build our state team a little bit more there with, with those ladies. And uh you know, about a week out from now, next Saturday, we little team breakfast, have a little bit of fun and, and get focused. And we're heading out to Holland. Um, I think we've made that, you know, either Holland or Hudsonville three years in a row. So the, the girls like heading out to the west side. We swim fast and uh, just getting ready for a great end of the year. Yeah, it's a great bonding event, too. Like you said, going up the States and getting an opportunity to be together as a team, uh, take a little road trip. Uh, it's not too far. So, yeah, that works out really good. And, and I do encourage anyone to uh, go to the diving regionals if, if you've got one uh, near you. Uh, it really is an exciting event. It gives them a chance to showcase, you know, they, they're just kind of like the, you know, uh, they're, they're kind of thrust into the middle of the state finals and that's well and good but a lot of times when you've been absorbing all this others you know they just don't get quite the attention that they deserve but the regional is strictly for them and it it's pretty cool we've got some pretty amazing divers uh here in the state so uh check that out okay guys that's our show this week remember you can either watch or listen to the poolside podcast videos uploaded weekly on our website social media and our youtube channel or you can listen to the audio podcast by going to the platform of your choice apple soundcloud spreaker spotify whatever platform you use it's there the show is uploaded on fridays typically this week because we recorded on a saturday uh it's going to go up uh this week on tuesday and then we'll get back to our normal uh, friday upload for next week all right i want to thank our sponsors lawrence technological university the michigan high school athletic association and dmc sports medicine and physical therapy team thanks again to north farmington head coach mike harfoot good luck the rest of the season for david i'm lauren we'll see you next week